Hello, and welcome to the Coach's Corner, brought to you by the Endurance Lab. My name is Jason Flores, one of your coaches from the Endurance Lab, and during each of these episodes of the Coach's Corner, we take a couple minutes here, just a quick format to answer some of the questions that have come up in our group of athletes that are training. And so we are going to cover a couple things as we have in the title there. We're going to talk a little bit about um, changing your bib shorts. We're going to talk about cadence training that we've been doing a lot of and experimenting with. Um, and then last, how you as an athlete can help your coach train you better. So let's start off right away, just right off the bat, and let's go ahead and start about bib shorts. So I was on a live stream kind of last week, and I was um, chatting um, in live chat, and someone was asking, how often do we um, change bib shorts? Is it every ride, um, mid-ride, um, every week? Um, and we kind of took a, a Gallup poll among riders and um, kind of everybody on the stream and kind of asking around. And obviously, well, hopefully, best practices we find is that um, changing um, bib shorts after every ride, super, super important, um, just because of a lot of the buildup of sweat, bacteria, all those things um, for our, our kits, um, our bibs, just a big, you know, kind of uh, infestation, I guess, of uh, different things that um, can build up once that dries out and then it get become moist again. I think it could be problematic. So um, best practices would be to um, making that change um, every single ride, um, as well as considering drying those out um, before you store them in a laundry bag could be really useful. Um, obviously, there are some ways that were brought up in the conversations about could you, um, you know, rinse, wash them, dry them. Someone brought up the idea of like when you were, um, let's say, travel riding, um, you know, a hotel biking kind of washing them in hotel sinks and wrapping up in, in a towel it was and then wrapping that again, putting them under the mattress to really absorb all that water for the next day of writing. Um, those could be some solutions if you're using them um, daily um, and not wanting or not able to. Maybe you don't have access to doing something like that every week um, or every ride, excuse me. Um, so definitely think of that. The other thing that was interesting that got brought up was changing um, bibs, especially indoor riding where um, a lot of times ventilation and or wind um, evaporation isn't happening as quickly is changing um, every hour or two when you're doing that ride. And this came in conversation with some of the riders that we were having um, thinking or doing Everstein attempts essentially and being able to change every couple hours into new um, bibs or even some of the riders that have done outdoor rides that had um, SAG support to be able to change at um, SAG support and have a fresh kit on after several hours in, the, in their bibs and kits was um, it's definitely a money, a money, money well spent on uh, SAG support. So um, let us know. Let us know how often do you change uh, your bibs? Uh, do you do it daily? Do you do it weekly? Kind of what's your situation? We want to hear kind of from your end and what you think of all that. Obviously, the flip side of that is dealing with some of the hygienic things and making sure that you're out of your bibs, um, getting cleaned up, uh, dried off. Um, and if in the, you know, in the effect that you end up with, uh, you know, something going on, definitely make sh making sure you're treating that properly antibiotic care and uh, that sort of thing so um, we could definitely uh, bring in and have a conversation about that. Um, the second um, 
topic that we had come up this week that we wanted to cover was um, talking about cadence training. Uh, a lot of writers have asked um, kind of what kind of focus should we have. Usually the first thing that we try to get people to do is uh, to raise their cadence. That's usually the first thing just because it's a lot of times as a beginner, writers are writing at a very low cadence. Um, but what we really believe in is to be able to write at a variable amount of cadence, meaning a variance of cadence, I, would, I guess would be better said. That means being able to create power, let's say 150 watts at 70, 60 watts, 90 watts, sorry, it's uh, 150 watts at 60 cadence, 90 cadence, and let's say 110 or 105 cadence. So at a varying of cadence, being able to um, provide or create that power. And the reason why this is important is that obviously we have gears on our bike, but when there are gradients out on the road and changes in pace, let's say in a group ride, these are considerations that we need to have to be able to make adjustments to, uh, to be able to keep up with the group um, and to be able to not always find just that one cadence that we all work at could be very, very important. Um, it also stimulates different muscle groups. It also stimulates, um, you know, higher cadences will stimulate more of an aerobic um, stimulation of that, your heart rate and that sort of thing, an aerobic kind of pull of energy and lower cadences will pull from like a more muscular um, kind of side of things and pull from that end. So you could also vary these through a workout or through a ride to be able to give one energy system uh, a break and the other a chance to kind of work and balance those out. And so those variants of cadences are not only important kind of in real world, let's say climbing at a low cadence um, in a peloton or trying to recover in a, in a group, um, at a high cadence, but also to train these when you're on the bike. And so not only are we asking our riders to go to a power level to be able to hit, let's say, you know, that 150 watt sweet spot number, but also to be able to hit different numbers on cadence. You know, the first step will always be hit the power, find your cadence, are you within a normal range, yes or no? And at that point, can you go 10 above? Can you go 10, 20, uh, 10 below, 20 below, and that sort of thing? So we recommend a lot of kind of variance in that. Um, we do a lot of below threshold workouts, um, what we call fat max and slow burn workouts um, in the endurance lab. And a lot of that is kind of like high zone two, low zone three, or even um, middle zone two work. And a lot of that stuff is done with a lot of technique. So combining those things where you're hitting power and you're using technique are super important. So um, what, what's your favorite cadence out there? What do you guys train and have you, do you favor higher, lower, and why? And do you feel like um, training at a lower cadence specifically, we are finding that riders are getting some good, um, some good benefits from that, specifically muscular endurance. And this is something that we have always kind of praised and always really kind of dig. If uh, you are in the lab, you find yourself during the recovery weeks doing a lot of skills and drills, and that is where it comes from. So um, the last thing I wanted to cover today here was how can you help your coach train you better? And a lot of it is, com is communication, and everybody's a little bit different. 
Um, we try to use a platform that's very um, accessible and usable and able to be used at your time. And so that allows you to communicate with the coaches and the other riders pretty um, easily. Um, but the biggest thing is to making sure that um, you are clear about what your setup is, you are clear about um, kind of how things um, are going. Um, also, it is um, super important to be able to make sure that your setup is consistent. A lot of times we will um, recommend that riders have the same power meter that they use indoors or outdoors, or that they are able to um, find that their indoor and outdoor power meters are very, very close for ease. Obviously, having two separate bikes or even the same bike with the same power meter or two different bikes with the same power meter are very useful. I think it can be a lot of chasing around for both the coach and the athlete if power meter indoor and outdoor are different. It can be very challenging. Um, but I guess on the side of communication and working with your coach, I think identifying goals are very important. I think communicating um, fatigue levels and understanding like, hey, are, um, is this week really tough for you? And it's not just all about the stress that we're getting from um, the stress that we're getting from your writing, but also the stress that you're getting from just everyday life. So some of those things are the things that you should be relaying as well. It's the thing that like today's plan can't tell us, isn't able to kind of relay to us and tell us how the rest of your life and training is. So keep those things in mind. Um, reasonable goals, meaning that you have those out, um, kind of out in the open saying what you are, what are you wanting to do. Um, so I think those are all important um, things to think about as we uh, kind of move forward. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But yeah, biggest thing for coaches is, is set up, communication, and, then, uh, and goals. So, um, but as for that, is there anything else that you feel that is a, uh, a real kind of foundation that you have with us as coaches or with your coach? Um, let us know. We can cover it and we can chat about it a little bit. But um, just a quick episode here. This is kind of the format that we're going for, just kind of quick questions. So if you've got questions during the week, um, drop them off on our um, Instagram, send us a DM, and we will cover it in the next week. And hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast format. Um, you can find us at endurancelab.fit. You can search for the podcast at the Endurance Lab on your favorite um, outlet for podcasts, as well as find us here on Instagram at the Endurance Lab. All right. We will catch you on the next episode of The Coach's Corner. Thanks for joining us.